today. I'm looking forward to continuing uh, the series that we started two weeks ago, Help from Heaven. How many can use some help from heaven today? All right, come on, let's pray. Let's believe God together. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity we have to study your word. We're so excited about opening up this book of all books. We're so grateful for the Bible. We're so grateful for your heart expressed in your word. And we thank you, Father God, that you love us, you care for us, you have purpose and assignment for us. You don't leave us alone. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we're so grateful. And we believe that what we're about to hear today will be of great benefit to us. It'll help us. It'll make us better. And we believe, Father God, we'll not be the same. The way we walked in, we're going to leave very different today because of your presence, because of your word, because of your encouragement. And we'll give you all the honor, all the glory and praise. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Help from heaven. This is part three. Uh, we started two weeks ago, and last week, Pastor Tom did an outstanding job. And so, welcome to part three. Uh, we're glad you're here. It's a five-part series. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I know a season where we've ever needed more divine intervention than we do right now. Would you agree with that? Now, it's not like our, the generations before us didn't need divine assistance. Of course they did. But it just seems like the level of crazy, the level of drama, right, the level of stress that's in our world today um, is, is beyond what we're normally used to. So what happens is, because of that, uh, so many people's hearts are overwhelmed with fear and worry and anxiety, and they have very little room for anything else. Isn't that the truth? Very little room for anything else. So here on a Sunday morning, here in this series or any series, we're trying to create some margin. We're trying to create some space in your life where worry once was, fear once was, anxiety once was, now there's more room for God, there's more room for His Word, wouldn't that be good, right? We're so overwhelmed by so many things. And so let's immediately go to our key verse of Scripture found in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Um, in, in part 1, we gave you more context. We'll get right to the key part of this verse. It said, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Now, what I love about this series, it's a series about the Holy Spirit. It's a series about how He comes alongside to help us to understand the nature of the Holy Spirit, to understand how much we need our relationship and partnership with the Holy Spirit. And so, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Now, there's some key words here that we need to understand that puts this all in perspective. Not by might, not by human force, resources, or ability, not by power, not by firm resolve or fierce determination alone, but by my spirit. And the word spirit there in the Old and New Testament is not an easy word to translate. Um, it means breath or wind, breath or wind. The thing about wind or breath, you know when it's there and you know when it's not there, right? You can't see it, but you can feel it. And not only is it there, but it also has the ability to propel, the ability to bring force behind it. And so it doesn't matter how many sails you have up in your boat. If there's no wind, you're not going anywhere, right? You're not being propelled to go anywhere. So the Spirit of God is saying here, the Spirit of God is saying it's not about all your human ability. It's about the Spirit of God putting a in your sails. 
That's what the word translated means. It means, that's why it's so hard to translate, right? There's no word for it. It's a sound. It's, a, it's an understanding of what God will do and put the wind in your sail so you can fulfill the will of God. You can fulfill God's plan. So many of us are working so hard by ourselves, right? We're doing this whole thing. We're rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and wearing ourselves out and getting ourselves exhausted. We're working so hard in the natural when God says, hey, you know, I got a better way than this. I can help you with this. I can help you deal with this. I can, I can be the source that you need. See, God never intended us to live our lives under our own effort and ability, but by the power of the Spirit. Amen. By the power of the Spirit. I know it's easy. I know we all do it. I know we've worked real hard in our own resources and ability. You know, we, we, we work trying our own effort, our own resources, the amount of money I make and, and, and determination and all those things are all noble and wonderful, but they have limitations, don't they? And God doesn't want you living limited. God wants you to live in a realm and live in a way where, where that help from heaven, that ability for God to help you in every area of your life. Amen. Now, today I want to talk to you about making room for the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Making room for the Holy Spirit, which leads us to our big takeaway. Here's what I want to unpack today. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide us as much as we will listen and follow. See, it's up to us. To the degree that you listen, learn to listen, to the degree that you learn to follow, will be the degree that the Holy Spirit will be able to lead you and guide you. Amen. So let's understand this. What does it mean to make room for the Holy Spirit? Well, John 8 is a great place to start. There's so many places we could start. It says, if you abide in my word, if you take up a residence in my word, if you make my word your home, your permanent residence, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, please understand, it's not just truth that makes you free. It's the truth that you know that makes you free. Everybody quotes that, you know, the truth will set you free. Well, we know that's true, but in the, in the context, it's the truth that you know will make you free. That's so important that we understand today that, that as we build this understanding of making room for the Holy Spirit, we need to understand that God's Word plays a key ingredient, a key place in our lives to help us be free free from fear, free from doubt, free from prejudice, free from anger, poverty, and sickness, and free in every way. See, the Holy Spirit wants to help us walk free from all the negatives that are around us. How many know there's plenty of those? Seems like there's more than ever. But He wants to help us walk free from all those negatives in our lives so that we can have the freedom that Christ died for, for us to enjoy and we can walk in that. We don't get free from the negatives by hiding from them, by denying them, by even accepting them. Amen? No, we find freedom in Christ by making room for the Holy Spirit in our lives. Freedom. Man, we all long for freedom. It's one thing I know, and I've been privileged of traveling around the world, and, and uh, at the end of the month, I'll be traveling to Europe myself again and, and uh, be in a place where I, I have... I have had the privilege of being around 
all kinds of cultures. And if there's anything that we all want around the world, it's freedom, right? Either freedom from the tyranny of, 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 of dictatorship or freedom from poverty, whatever it might be, freedom in Christ. We all long to be free. We all want levels of freedom in our lives. And I'm sure everyone in this room could say there are, there's an area or two in your life where you'd say, I would love to be freer in this area. I would love to make more room in my heart so the Spirit of God can do greater things in my life. See, some people come to church on Sunday and then seldom talk to God for the rest of the week. And they do that week after week after week. And we, we spend time on a Sunday morning and we'll open up our hearts and we'll be real and passionate. And then we go weeks at a time where we don't spend time with God. And we need to learn that if we, don't, we need to make much more room for God in our lives. How many would agree with that? Over and over again, the Gospels says that if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Revelation Seven times in the book of Revelation, Revelation 3.22, seven times it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. What is that all about? Well, everyone has ears. What does he mean, ears to hear? It means everybody has ears, but not everyone is listening. Amen. We all have ears. We've made room to listen with these ears on the outside. We need to learn how to open up the ears of our heart, the ears on the inside. You can tell what you're listening to most. Are you listening to outside things or are you listening to what the Spirit of God wants to do on the inside? We can tell by the how we live. When we're moved by all the outward experiences and feelings and, and all the negativity and all the, all the forces on the outside, if that's all we hear, we don't have ears to hear. We need ears to hear. We need the ears on the inside. Right? Ears that are tuned in to what the Spirit of God is saying, to ears that are tuned in to what the Word of God has to say. The Holy Spirit longs to lead us and longs to guide us and longs to help us and show us how we don't have to be full of doubt and fear and worry and I can't. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us as much as we will, what? Listen and follow. Amen. Thank God we have a helper. Are you glad we have a helper this morning? Thank God we have a helper on the inside, a guide inside. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Sons of God simply refer to sons and daughters that are mature and growing and thriving. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, I read that and reread it to say, for as many that make room for the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God. When you make room for the Holy Spirit, there's something about the child of God that says, I'm making room. I'm opening up my heart. I know I can do better and making sure that, that, that I have give him access into my life. Amen. You can truly live like a child of God. You really can. But you need to make room for the Spirit of God. You need to make room for the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can't tap into His promises. You can't tap into the blessings of God and the opportunities that are available for every child of God unless you make room, unless you do something 
that most likely you've not done or not done often because when you do something you've not done before, you open up your life to opportunities you've never had before. Amen? It's so true. Some of you come to church and you're, you're brand new to the things of God or maybe you're not really into, you know, worship or praise. And I see people, they come and, you know, they, and this is their posture for worship. They got that look on their face, you know. And their right hand is always on top because they keep looking at their watch. Like, when's this thing going to get over, man? When are they going to stop singing? You know what it would mean to make room for God when you go from this to this? That simple act now made some room for God. Then you know what you go from here? You go. Anybody looking at me? Nobody's looking at you. This is making room for God. I mean, before you know, you got this kind of thing happening. You go a little higher, a little higher, and then you can't help yourself because you, you can't get high enough, right? See, those simple steps is what I'm talking about. God's not a hard taskmaster. He's just a simply man. Just get your hands and get your hands out of your pocket for crying out loud. We're in the presence of God and, and, and do your little thing. Whatever you have to do, you're making room for God. You know how you make room for God when you stop doing the $5 tip? When the offering happens and you start to give a little bit more, maybe you don't start tithing yet. Maybe you're not up to 10%, but you realize, okay, I can do 550. You just made room for God. Man, it happens when you start to tithe and you're now giving 10% to God. And now you're giving to missions and now you're giving your offerings to the legacy fund. And now you're realizing, man, there's more that I can do. And suddenly you're now making room for God. Now God's talking to you. Now you, you, you have a time where the Spirit of God deals with you about prayer and about blessing somebody else and being a, a, a help and using your gifts to serve others. That's what we're talking about. That's what it means to make room for God. We're not talking about suddenly going from nothing to praying for three hours or going from nothing to reading chapters a day. We're talking about making room for the Holy Spirit. When you make room for the Holy Spirit, man, you begin to hear, you begin to listen, you begin to have this understanding, man, you're calmer, you have more peace, you've got more joy. Life is not so crazy. Man, you can tap into the Spirit of God. See, making room for the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, is the distinguishing mark for those who claim to be sons and daughters of God. When you make room for the Holy Spirit, He will lead you and guide you. How can I tell as a pastor that people are starting to grow up in God? Because you're making more room for Him. Amen. Your, 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 your words begin to change. Your, your heart motives begin to change. You begin to ask God, what do you think, God, instead of only relying on yourself? You're starting to make room for God. You're starting to make access. You're starting to realize as a husband, you're not leading this family just all by yourself. Now you have a helper. Now you, can, you know how to begin to lead and love your wife and, and your wife, wives love your husbands. And how do, I, how do I deal with these kids in all their various seasons of life? When you make room, it's a distinguishing mark. We know you're starting to grow up when you're being led by the Holy Spirit and not just your flesh. You're being led and be open up your heart. You begin to realize, wow, I'm growing up. Wow, I'm, I'm starting to make some changes in my life. And I'm not just thinking about myself. And I'm not just only being selfish and worrying about me, 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 me. Now I'm starting to be concerned about somebody else. Man, that's a distinguishing mark. You're making room for the Holy Spirit. That's a distinguishing mark. A great verse of scripture that ties us all together is Galatians 5, 
16, listen to this. But I say, walk and live habitually. This is not just a Sunday morning thing. Or the, or the, or the once a month thing, right? This is live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Responsive to, controlled and guided by the Spirit. I love that. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. Responsive to. Here's a good example of being responsive to. You know, I just heard the phone ring, and that's okay. I'm not mad about that. Um, uh, but but it, it's my example anyways. So it really kind of worked out at the right time. Um, so, so your phone does that and rings and buzzes and dings and bells, and right? And you got six different things that that means. But when your phone rings, you have a choice to make, don't you? You look at it and say, it says spam risk. Well, we know we're not going to answer that one. Or it says, no, you know, no identifiable number. Um, we're not going to answer that one. At least I don't. Or a number comes up with no name. I don't answer that one either. But if the one comes up and says, Verna, what am I going to do? Am I going to ignore that? If I want my life to be good, no, I don't. I'm going to ignore that, right? I'm not going to ignore that. And whatever I am, I'm in the middle of a meeting. I'm in the middle of a counseling session. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, or, or, or I, it sees Laurie, my daughter calls, or my son calls, or one of my grandkids call. Guess what's going to happen? Excuse me. Amen. You might be tired, you know, crying and snot coming out of your nose, but my daughter calls. You know, excuse me, I got to answer this phone. Right? My point is, I have a choice, don't I? I have a choice to answer it, answer the text, whatever. It might be, you know, slack, whatever it is that's going on. I have a choice. I can say yes or no to that. And do you realize when you open up your heart to the Holy Spirit, it's the same exact way? You can say yes or you can say no. He's, he, he, he's, he's encouraging you to be a greater giver. You can say yes or no. He's encouraging you to pray. Get up 10 minutes early and pray or read a devotional. Get started somewhere. He's saying, hey, use your gift to, to, to be a part of a dream team. Man, you can say yes or you can say no. I don't know about you, but I want to learn how to be responsive to, controlled by, and guided by the Holy Spirit. How about you? Amen. That's what it means when help from heaven. He's trying to send us help, but we have to respond to that help. He's sending help all the time. He's sending help 24-7. Amen. Every day, all the time, he's sending help in the midnight hour. We have a choice to make. We can ignore the call, or we can ignore the prompting, or we can ignore and not be responsive. But I don't know about you, but I want to learn to be responsive to the Holy Spirit, and I want to help every one of you in this room and you watching online today to help you be responsive to the Holy Spirit. Instead of panicking, instead of saying, I can't do this, instead of screaming and shouting and swearing up a storm, man, you can be responsive to the Holy Spirit and pause and don't react, but learn to respond to the Spirit of God. Amen. That's good preaching right there. Amen. See, too many good people who love God are being led by too many other things. We're being led by our feelings. We're being led by our circumstances. We're being led by someone's political agenda. We're being led by someone else's anger. We're being led by all kinds of things that, 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 that hurt us and things of the past and uh, things that, that cause us to hinder our relationship with God. So many other things we are yielding to 
So many of the things we are opening up our lives and making room for. So just like you make room for everything else, you can make room for the Holy Spirit. It's just that choice. You can make room for everybody else's opinion. You can make room for God's opinion. You can make room for everything else that you feel. You can turn, tune in to the Spirit of God and say, okay, God, how do I deal with this? Verse of Scripture that came to mind when this series was beginning to come apart in my life, in my heart, it was Romans 8. I like this. It says, for you have not received, you, child of God, have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear. Hmm. But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. Now you can go through life and, and, and let God be only Heavenly Father to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. He is our Heavenly Father. He's majestic and he's awesome and he's powerful. And he could be this all-knowing, everywhere at once, you know, uh, kind of God. And, and that's what he is. But something happens when he becomes Daddy God. Something happens when he becomes Papa, right? Something happens to you, your heart. Something takes place when he's Papa God, when he's Daddy God, when you know there's something in you that lets this intimacy begins to develop. Oh, sure, he's almighty. He's everywhere at once. He's all-knowing. That's him. He'll always be that way. But something happens when you don't fear Dad any longer, but you, 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 you are willingly long to be with him on a more intimate basis. Amen. That's what he wants to be. That's what he wants to be because he's, we have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear. Fear makes us slaves. It does. Slaves to people and slaves to governments and slaves to attitudes and slaves to, to generational issues that, are, are, that are, are not born of God. It makes us slaves to so many things. And the Spirit of God is trying to say to here, you child of God, I'm not... This is not who you are. That's not who you are. The Holy Spirit's trying to bear witness to remind us, make us aware, and confirm to us, you are not a child of this world. You're not just a natural person. You're not who you used to be. You're a son and daughter of the Most High God. Amen. You need to remind yourself of that sometimes. You have favor. You have blessings. You have privileges because you're part of a family. You've been adopted into a family. Be conscious of it. Be aware of it. Live like it. Make room for it. And don't let fear stop you. Because fear will absolutely put the brakes on everything God wants to do in your life. The Spirit of God is the spirit of adoption. What is that? It's you feel included because you're part of a family. You're in the family. You're inside looking out. You're not outside looking in. You're part of the family of God. You're part of the redeemed. You're part of the blood-bought. You are blessed and highly favored. That's who you are. And oftentimes we live in the beggarly elements of this world as a child of God, and there's no difference between us and the person who doesn't know Jesus. Now, I'm grateful that we're on our way to heaven, but there should be more difference than just where we're heading in our destination. Can I get a better amen than that? Amen. amen. You're not fatherless. You're not an orphan. You're a son and daughter of the Most High God. Quit acting like an orphan. Quit acting like you're fatherless. Quit acting like there's just no way to go. Man, we have the Spirit of God 
See, what are the identifying issues in our society? Think about it. Loneliness, isolation, not feeling like I belong, confusion. Oh, my goodness, do we have people confused. And tormenting fear, just to mention a few of the identifying issues in our society. Fear of lack, fear of sickness, fear of being alone, fear of not having enough, fear of not, you know, when, when we get sick, who's going to take care of us? Or fear that we'll never be happy or secure, that my marriage will fail like my friends or my parents and on and on. Our children get addicted to drugs. I mean, fears go on and on and on. The Bible says because of fear, men's hearts will fail. When you become a follower of Christ and become adopted, listen, into God's family, that spirit of fear is broken. It's broken over you. Amen. Faith is our connection to God, and God has not given to us a spirit of fear. Amen. I hear people say all the time, I'm afraid to drive. I'm afraid to fly. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid to go to church. I'm going to resist saying anything else after that statement, okay? I'm afraid to apply for that better position. I'm afraid to dream bigger. I'm afraid to go back to school. I'm afraid of what will happen. If I dream bigger, it might not ever happen. I'm afraid of that new business. I'm, I'm afraid to put my whole heart into something. I'm, I, on and on, the fears go. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery again to fear. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to be your dad. God wants to be your dad. And the Spirit of God is saying to us, let me put it this way, the Spirit of God is saying to us today that your dad has your back. Your dad has your back. I don't know what kind of dad you had in the earthly realm. Maybe he didn't have your back. I can say my dad always had my back. Amen. So it's easy for me to believe that my Heavenly Father has my back. Amen. So whether your dad had your back or not, your Heavenly Father, he's got your back. Amen. But listen, the Spirit of God wants you to know that, but the spirit of slavery cries out, who's your daddy? Who cares about you? Nobody loves you. Nobody will miss you. Nobody hears you. Nobody knows you exist. You're an embarrassment to the family. And the Holy Spirit yells and screams and reminds us and cries out on the inside of us and says, that's a lie. It's not true. Say it with me, that's a lie. I mean, say it like you mean it. That's a lie. And you got to believe that. And every time the Spirit of God comes upon you and the devil tries to lie at you, you got to cry out, that's a lie. Sometimes I have to do that in a midnight hour. I mean, in the middle of the night and scream out, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not true. You devil, you're a liar, right? Spirit of God, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm blessed. I'm fortunate to be envied. Come on. I've got more than enough. You just got to tell yourself, that is a lie from the pit of hell. You have to use it out of you, say it out of your own mouth, and believe it in your heart based on the fact that you're making room for the Holy Spirit. And the more room you make for the Holy Spirit, the less room there's there for you to rely on feelings and emotions and circumstances. You understand the more room you make for the Holy Spirit, the less room there is for all this other crap? And my wife hates when I use that word, but she's not here right now. She might be watching online, though. I don't know. I could be in trouble. Anyways, thank God for the Holy Spirit. 
Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He helps you with your true identity. He helps you with who you are in Christ. Amen. He convinces you, amen, who you are, no matter how many well-meaning friends try to say otherwise. No, when I make room for the Holy Spirit, who actually knows who I am, he bears witness that I'm a child of the Most High God. And I'm grateful for that. When you limit yourself, let me say it this way first. There are many opportunities we have to be offended. Many opportunities we have to be hurt. There are plenty of opportunities because of color, sex, and ethnicity, and accent that we have plenty of opportunity to be hurt and offended because of our ethnicity or other things. And I want to say it this way. When you limit yourself because you don't see yourself like God sees you, you your limited negative view of you is worse than all the others. See, we're getting all caught up, and I get it. No one wants to be um, prejudiced against. Nobody wants to you know, be judged in a way because of outward appearance or because of lifestyle and so forth. We get judged, and, and all of us hate that. But when you limit yourself because you don't see yourselves like God sees you, your limited negative view of you is worse than all the others. I'm here today to tell you that that view, as you see who God is in you, that'll change and radically restore your life and make you like you've never been before. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve. That's who we serve today, and that's who we are. How do you know you're making room for the Holy Spirit? Well, I go to church. No. Well, I'm more spiritual than the other person. No. Well, I, I, I say all the time, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me. No. How do you know? Well, there's an example. When I was growing up, my grandfather had this fig tree in the backyard. If you know anything about fig trees, which only because my grandfather um, helped me understand, my cousin Tim and I, we were around 11 years old or so, and every winter we buried the fig tree because the fig tree wouldn't survive the winter. We would dig a big trench. We would lean that tree over. We would pile it full of dirt. Looked like there was a grave out there. <laughs> there all winter long. Come spring, what do we do? We go back out there, get the shovels. We dig that tree back up. We put the tree back straight again. And that tree looked as dead as could be. Dirty, dusty. It had no leaves. It had nothing. And Tim and I would say to our grandfather, we'd say, no, no, that, that, that tree's dead. And he would always say, pazienza, non è morta. <laughs> right, patience, that's not dead. And he would water it, he would nourish it. And you know what would happen? Those leaves started to bud, didn't they? Flowers would bloom. Before you know it, we had more figs. We could feed the whole neighborhood. That tree had more figs. If you know anything about fresh figs, man, that's something special, Right? I guess you got to be Italian to figure that one out. But my point is, our lives are that way, aren't they? They look dead and dry. They look like we are, there's no life. But man, when you can nourish, make room for God, help you recognize that God desires to bring fresh new life in your life, that's what the Spirit of God desires to do. So you can bloom and blossom. And, and how do you know? How do you know when the Spirit of God, 
when you're making room for the Spirit of God, you know how you know? Fruitfulness. There'll be fruit to show for it. There'll be fruit to show for it. You'll have fruit in your life. How do I know when I'm growing? How do I know? Because you have fruit in your life. And Galatians chapter 5, we'll get right to verse 22. Galatians 25, 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. That's how you know you're making room for God. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. How do you know you're making room for the Holy Spirit? Man, you love your wife like you've never loved her before. You love that husband. You, you have patience. You have joy in your heart. You have a desire to be kind. You have a desire to be good to people. You have a desire to be generous to people. You have a desire to have self-control and not mouth off like you did all those other years. Suddenly self-control comes in your life and you're not writing crazy things on Facebook any longer, right? You're not, you're not, you're not screaming at the Democrats. You're not screaming at the Republicans. You're not screaming at Black Lives Matter. You're not screaming at the, at the, at the gay community. You're, not, you're just stunned screaming. You're saying, what the heck? You know why? Because the Spirit of God comes in your life. Amen. The Spirit of God comes in your life, and you know you're making room because suddenly you've got all this fruit going on. You're like, holy cow. Let me tell you something. Who wouldn't want to be married to the fruit of the Spirit? I know my wife would want to be. I know I'd want to be. Wouldn't you want to be married to the fruit of the Spirit? Wouldn't you want your friends to be full of the fruit of the Spirit? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you want that? How do we know? How do we get to that place? When you start making room for the Holy Spirit. That's what happens to you. And that's what hell from heaven is all about. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. When this church started 40 years ago in November of 1981, we were clueless. None of this. We had knew nothing on how to do what we've, we've done all these years. You know what it was? Help from heaven. Help from heaven got us to this place, and help from heaven will take us here till Jesus comes back. Help, right? Help from heaven. Help from heaven. Help this lead pastor, and help from heaven will help that lead pastor come January. Amen? I'm telling you, that's what the Spirit of God will do. That's His nature. That's His goodness. I don't know about you. But I'm making room, and I'm going to be responsive to the Holy Spirit. I want to be controlled, and I want to be in that place. Because let me tell you something. Life is a lot better and a lot easier. Amen. didn't say it was easy, but it's a lot easier when you have the Holy Spirit helping you in every way possible. Did you learn something today? Come on, stand to your feet with me. Come on, raise those hands towards heaven with me. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, Father, you're so faithful and so good. Oh, lift up those hands and say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I bless you. I honor and adore you. I thank you for your goodness today. I thank you for your love. Oh, Lord, I'm going to make more room in my heart for you. I don't want to be moved by all the feelings and all the emotions and all the, all the craziness and all the stress and drama. I want to be moved by the Spirit of God. I want help from heaven. <coughs> help from Thank you, Father. Help from heaven. Help from heaven. Oh, we bless you, Father. Lord, we love you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Now, Father, I thank you for each person in this room today, each person watching online. We make a decision today as a church family. We're not going to be moved by feelings alone anymore. We're not going to be, we're not going to allow negativity. We're not going to let doubt, fear, and anxiety, and stress. We make a choice today. Well, we know that's all around us, and we know that it affects every one of us. We purpose in our heart to leave this room today or, or finish watching online today with a decision in our hearts that we're making room for the Holy Spirit. We're making room for divine assistance. We're making room for the guide inside. We're making room for the, our comforter and our guide, our teacher. We're making room for the truth. Father, we want to be moved less by our feelings and less by all the drama and more by your word and more by your spirit. And we make a choice today to make small adjustments because we know those small adjustments make radical change in our lives. You're not asking us to make major changes today. You're saying make a small adjustment. Make a small adjustment. Watch what I'll do on your behalf. So Father, we determine we can't do this by ourselves, nor do we want to any longer. But we thank you. We humble ourselves and open our hearts and make room for the Holy Spirit afresh and new today. Hallelujah. Is that your prayer today? Come on, thank him if that's your prayer today. That's what I want. I'm done being alone. I'm done being a lone ranger. I'm done doing this by myself. I'm done being confused. I put my trust in you, Lord, because you're an awesome, good God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed, every believer praying with me, I want to make sure that you know Jesus in your heart today. I want to make sure that you've made room for him. When you make room for Jesus, my goodness, everything that God has for you becomes yours. I want to make sure Jesus lives in your heart. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus lives in your heart and heaven is your home. You say, Pastor, I need prayer today. I'm going to ask you in a moment, for those of you that aren't sure, those of you that need Jesus today, that you'll raise your hand so I'll know who you are, making a decision to say, I'm doing this intentionally. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just simply want you to make a decision as an adult. I need Jesus today. I'm doing it his way, no longer my way. If that's you, will you raise your hand nice and high? Who are you today? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I see it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All the way back there, thank you. Who else? Yes, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I see it. Good for you, ma'am. Awesome. Who else? Raise it up high today. How wonderful it is to see those hands go up today. That never gets tiring. That's wonderful. It's such a blessing to know that people are opening up their hearts to God. I see it back there. Thank you. God bless you. Who else? Thank you, Father. No reason to live in any more doubt, any more fear. God loves you. He cares about you. He's never turned his back on you. You that have drifted away from God, you are a child of God, but you've, you've gotten cold in your walk with God. Let me tell you something, God's arms have never closed. All you do is just turn back to him and, 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 and make that a fresh connection with him again. Do that in your heart today. 
and your life will never be the same. Let's all pray this prayer together. You that are online, you in the room, let's pray this prayer together as one big family. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. It's the real me. I need help. I can't do this by myself. I've tried and I've failed. Forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past. I long to live for you all the days of my life. I declare you as my Lord, my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. But thank you you didn't stay dead. Thank you for being raised from the dead. And I ask you to come live inside of my heart and make me alive. I receive by faith forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. In Jesus' name, I receive help from heaven. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name.